within about 20 days of the second one, I went from being my normal to being completely disabled, um, neurological issues with the walking movement, muscle spasms, sensory issues. Um, ultimately, I was finally diagnosed with a transverse myelitis. The uh, injection caused my body to attack my spinal cord, essentially. Welcome, everybody, to Conversations That Matter. We have a very special guest for you today. Tragic story. You know, we started here at the New American Morning about the COVID injections at the very beginning. In fact, our, our interview with uh, Dr. Lee Merritt went absolutely viral. That was in January of 2021, right as they were rolling these things out. Uh, millions and millions of views. We tried so hard to warn people. Uh, unfortunately, the fascists at the social media, the YouTube, the Facebook, they all dinged us and banned us and, and censored us. Uh, and now here we are. Uh, our guest today, one of the many victims of the COVID-19 injections. Our name is Danielle Baker. She was a registered nurse. She was uh, active uh, for almost 20 years. She uh, just loved her job. She spent 17 years caring for patients in uh, hospice care. And yet in June of 2021, she was coerced into taking these uh, COVID injections. Her employer basically sent out an email saying that whoever didn't take them was going to lose their benefits. Of course, she had a, a family to take care of. She couldn't afford to lose her job. So she took these uh, Pfizer injections. And uh, less than three weeks after her last shot, she became completely disabled. Uh, she had severe neurological issues, uh, medical problems that I'm not even sure I know how to pronounce. We'll ask her about it. And um, this is reported to VAERS. And uh, Somehow the report disappeared, but that was confirmed by uh, medical professionals that this was a direct result of the injection. So, so many things to talk about. Danielle, uh, thank you for joining us on the program. Um, wh why don't you start by telling us what happened to your health after you took these uh, these COVID injections? Um, after my first one, looking back, I actually was able to relate that my first injection sent me to the hospital three weeks later with back pain. I didn't correlate it at the time. Um, it wasn't until after my second one, I had a fall that same day. And within about 20 days of the second one, I went from being my normal to being completely completely disabled um, neurological issues with the walking movement, muscle spasms, sensory issues. Um, ultimately, I was finally diagnosed with a transverse myelitis. The uh, injection caused my body to attack my spinal cord, essentially. Oh, my goodness. And so you are now uh, no longer able to work. Um, you, you even have trouble uh, just caring for yourself and taking care of basic tasks. You are now on uh, disability. And um, talk to us about, you know, all of that. How, how did it feel to go from supporting yourself, caring for yourself, caring for your family, uh, you know, having a job to now being just completely disabled? It breaks my heart. 
Um, I went from being a caregiver to having care taken. Um, I was able to speak to the FDA about this and in my statement to them, I said that I traded everything in for bed sores and medical equipment, which is not the way that it's supposed to be. We were so active and now I'm left with basically looking at four walls every day and my husband has turned into the main caretaker. Uh, I'm so sorry, Danielle. Um, so uh, your your original doctors did not file a report with the FDA, um, you know, which they're required to do, of course, under the the VAERS system and the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. Uh, so they did not file that. So you filed that, um, and then when you went to go check, it had somehow disappeared from the FDA's system. Um, have, have you made any progress in finding out what happened there? And is this happening in other cases? Um, I was alerted about a year after I had filed my report to go check on my report because they were finding that other people's reports had disappeared, been altered. So I went in to find mine. I didn't find anything. There is not a trace of my report anywhere. Um, I talked uh, just over this past week um, with a wonderful nurse. Her name is Ashley Grog. She's working on the VAERS project, and she wants to try to do some more investigation into where did it go. Um, at the same time that I filed the VAERS report, I also sent an email to the FBI. DA med watch are they related I, I I don't know I didn't hear anything from either one and still haven't even though I testified to the FDA about this it's so horrific and and I actually personally have been trying to get data from the FDA and from the CDC on these issues uh, I have filed FOIA requests and they're giving me an endless runaround no matter how many times I, I send in updated requests to conform to their demands they always come back with more uh you know they're threatening to charge me all kinds of money they're doing everything possible to make sure that the public and I told them I'm a journalist I you know I'm involved with a lot of different efforts we want to get this information out just total uh, brick wall trying to get information it's very very um troubling. Uh, Danielle, we're going to go to break. And when we get back, I want to talk to you about, uh, you know, where your case is at now, disability, uh, if you know of other people going through this, and also, um, you know, justice. Uh, I, I do think justice is, is going to be necessary here. So we'll be right back, folks, uh, for, with a, after this quick commercial with more from Danielle Baker, um, injured by the COVID injection, a registered nurse. Stay tuned. The John Birch Society has been working tirelessly since 1958 to preserve freedom, safeguard the Constitution, and restore our God-given rights. We continually educate voters and lead the freedom movement. Join us as we work against a tyrannical one-world government. United as one, we can defeat this conspiracy against a free America. JBS founder Robert Welch said, education is our total strategy and truth our only weapon. Join us in restoring this great nation. What have you found in your research and talking to other people and, and trying to see what happened here? Um, 
Are there others who are suffering from similar things? Are there others who are suffering from these injections that you're aware of? Uh, so many, many that haven't come forward, many that are afraid and many that are forward and speak out. And it's eerie that we didn't have a reason to find each other until we were each hurt by the injection and all of us seem to have very similar neurological issues yet none of us are recognized to be real by the governing powers over all of this neurological issues are one of the number one issues that they're finding happen with these injections and they have yet to investigate a single case of them yeah and 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 one doctor at least even tried to gaslight you huh? and suggested that these may be psychological issues and that maybe you needed a psychiatric exam uh tell us about that um i was hospitalized a year after after my initial attack, my regular neurologist was out of town. So I had a covering team of neurological uh, doctors and residents. Um, they came in my hospital room and, and my husband was there and um, it was a, a she in particular stood in front of us and said, there's nothing wrong with you. What do you want us to do? Make up a diagnosis. You need a psychiatric consult. Despite imaging and despite all of the documentation by my neurologist who is in the general population he's well documented what's going on with me it didn't matter they had their own thoughts and feelings on this and they pushed those on to their reflection of what they thought i was yeah and, and we've had so many whistleblowers come out uh we have spoken to some of them here at the new american uh, project veritas caught some of them on camera saying you know we absolutely cannot report these things to bears we have to keep this under wraps uh it sounds like there are a lot of people in washington dc in the pharmaceutical companies who know all about this now uh you are collecting disability already you're on social security disability you're one of the first uh, nurses in ohio to go on disability as a result of the COVID injection you also have as i understand it uh, an active case against your employer for uh, workers' compensation. Um, and uh, you're hoping to, I guess, clear the the trail here for others who are in a similar situation. Talk to us about uh, your current struggle on that front. Um, so I was actually just uh, notified um, that uh, we have lost our case again. And that was through the workers' compensation program. They have held the position that my arm wasn't twisted hard enough uh, to take it. So they are not responsible for it. Um, at this time, our next step is to look into going into civil court um, with them. Of course, that takes a lot of money and energy. So I need to decide if that's best 
for my health to pursue that. But we started it to help pave a way for people like myself to get some sort of compensation and not live in financial ruins like we had. So we hope to discuss it and move further into civil court and establish some sort of action to hold employers responsible for coercing or mandating these injections. It's it's so sad, Danielle. Um, uh, speaking on a, a broader level, uh, you know, Pfizer collected untold billions of dollars from taxpayers, uh, not just in the United States, but around the world. Uh, they falsely claimed over and over again, even though their own data showed this was not true, that these injections were safe and effective. Uh, in fact, they're being investigated right now in my state of Florida by a grand jury for fraudulent claims, uh, marketing these things as safe and effective when they knew very well they were not. Um, if you could wave a magic wand and uh, and get justice and accountability for this, um, what do you think should happen? Who should be held accountable? Who is responsible ultimately for this and how should they be held accountable in your perspective? I think that the drug companies, in my case, Pfizer, is accountable as well as the government. I think they work hand in hand. It's a revolving door between the big pharma and government. Neither one of them is less responsible than the other. And those would be the two that ultimately should be held accountable. But it trickles down to the ethics and morals of these companies like mine that put out these statements and threatened the employees to do things in order to make them take it as well. Yep. And and it's been established in law for generations that simply following orders is not an excuse for, for perpetrating crimes like this. You can't just be a concentration camp guard and say, well, I was ordered to do it. Right. So uh, we, we clearly have an issue of accountability here. Uh, Danielle, final thoughts. Uh, what's your message out there to Americans? Uh, you know, suppose we have another pandemic and the government starts demanding that we take injections. Do you have any advice for Americans um, going forward? Run the other way. I. Uh felt backed into a corner so i took it but it was a decision that forever changed my life like so many of us so they're not trustable don't trust them i was raised and i'm a nurse and that's what i'm supposed to do and found out too late that was the wrong thing well, Danielle, we appreciate you so much uh, for speaking out, for having the courage to go up against this machine, uh, even though you are um, you know, in so much pain and, and suffering so much. But we thank you so much for coming on the program. Uh, we wish you well. Uh, folks, that was Danielle Baker, uh, victim of the Pfizer injections. Uh, we hope you'll keep her and her family in prayer. I want to thank you for tuning in. I'm Alex Newman. This is Conversations That Matter for the New American Magazine. Until next time, God bless you all.